Raging Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. What up? It's play-by-play. We're starting another week. I'm in a great mood. Hope everybody else is in a great mood, too. We've got a fun show planned. We've got a fun 90 minutes planned. We've got so much going on and so much to talk about here on play-by-play. We want to thank our sponsors first for allowing us to be here, and then we'll tell you some of the many reasons why we're so super excited. The Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV, located on Highway 90 in Booty. We also want to thank Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. How about Neil Small Engine? Welcome aboard. Neil Small Engine, a new sponsor. Thank them so much for their support of Play by Play. Do Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. The reason why we're fired up is because we've got so much going on. I'm going to tell you about the um, high school basketball tournament over at HL Bourgeois in just a second. But, man, we've got South Lafourche basketball tonight. We've got South Lafourche basketball Friday. That'll be boys' games against Central Lafourche tonight, Friday against HL Bourgeois, both on the road, by the way. Tomorrow, we've got LCO and Lockport, girls basketball, boys basketball, doubleheader. Thursday, we've got Golden Meadow and LCO, boys basketball and girls basketball, doubleheader. So you do that math Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. We've got games just about every single day. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a fun schedule, but a very hectic schedule, and it'll be a whole lot of fun to see what South Lafouche could do against Central Lafouche. We'll see how much HL Bourgeois improved uh, as the Tarpons beat them earlier this year. You got LCO and Lockport to look at the middle school teams. We're going to have so much fun here over the next couple of days. We go to Brian Colley in the next segment. <laughs> at noon, I'll talk about some college football stuff. You know, We'll talk about some NFL stuff. I've got W's and L's. We've got betting picks. We've got everything that we usually do on a Monday show. Um First, let's give you a rundown of some of the things that happened in the local high school scene over the weekend. We wrapped up the HL Bourgeois Tournament on Saturday afternoon with Brother Martin getting a 56-42 win over Terrebonne. Um, I, I hope that this message gets out to New Orleans some kind of way. Like I know most of our listeners are in the Lafouche, Terrebonne, Assumption, St. Mary maybe even St. Charles Parish area, kind of that little circle. Like if you draw a circle and like a one-hour radius in every direction of LaRose, that's pretty much where we get to. But I hope that this message gets out to New Orleans somehow. If you're a local high school basketball coach listening to this and you've got connections or ties to the Brother Martin basketball program, please find this episode downloaded and send it their way. I just want to express how much of a joy it was. How much of a pleasure it was last weekend watching the Brother Martin basketball team play. 
They only had like seven guys. They were without their football players who are now going to be back after playing in the state championship game. I'm an old school basketball guy. I don't like the crossover dribbles and behind the back passes and shooting a 700 three-pointers in a game. I don't like that. I like old school. We're going to compete. We're going to play hard. We're going to take charges. We're going to share the basketball. We're going to get good shots. We're going to set good screens. We're going to rebound. We're going to play gutsy defense. If there's a loose ball, we're diving on the floor for it. If there's uh, three people on the floor, it don't matter. We're diving on on top of the floor, making it four people on the floor. I like that style of basketball. That's the way that Brother Martin plays. I shot video of just about all their games over the weekend. And I was fascinated at watching back the video, and I call them winning plays, how many winning plays they had. Setting screens hard and competitively, taking charges, which create turnovers, and getting loose balls. There was one video where first they play excellent defense. They you know they help at the right time, and the ball's on the floor. They're diving on the floor. The ball's out of bounds. They're diving out of bounds. The kid on the bench is running to go and pick up his teammate who's dove on the floor out of bounds. The little things that the coach in you want to see, they do it. Larry Brown always said the best teams are the teams that play the right way. Brother Martin plays the right way. They beat Terrebonne, who had an awesome tournament in their own right, making it to the championship. But Brother Martin was the best team over at HL Bourgeois. They're now like 10-1 and or something like that without their football guys. When they get that talent back, my gosh, what a team they're going to have. It was a joy watching them play. Also, at that tournament, we saw HL Bourgeois. Boy, how far they have come. They lost to Brother Martin in the semifinals, but then rebounded in the third-place game, beating Central Lafouche 45-35. to At the Thibodeau tournament a couple weeks ago, Central Lafouche blasted Bourgeois. Not this time. Bourgeois gets them by 10 on their own home floor. They have made great strides. They're playing much better than they were earlier in the season. Thibodeau falls to Catholic of Baton Rouge over at East Ascension, 70-41. to Tough loss there. Ellender beats Assumption of 56-44. to The Patriots finish the tournament weekend 2-1 and over at HL Bourgeois. They lose in a consolation game. Or, excuse me, they, they beat Assumption after losing to Terrible and forcing them into a consolation game, what I meant to say. But Ellender beats Assumption. One of the surprises of the weekend is how not good Westgate is, right? Like, I know it's early in the year, and they're just kind of getting their year started. But, boy, Westgate really struggled. They've got a long way to go. Um, They really struggled. They go 0-3 on the week. They're now 0-5 on the season, and they lost to Assumption by four in double overtime, then followed that up losing to South Terrebonne. Just a weird, like, you could tell they got talent, but, like, it's very awkward and, they just don't have great chemistry right now. They're just starting their year, and they get beat up on a little bit out over at the HL Bourgeois Tournament. Got a feeling they'll turn it around because they looked the part. They looked very gifted. They just didn't put it together, didn't piece it together very well uh, over in gray. Dunham defeats E.D. White over the Central Baton Rouge Tournament 55-36. to Dunham gets a win there. And then, um, Oh, never mind. I thought Central Catholic Morgan City played, but they do not. They'll play four games this week, though, talking to Coach Case. On the girls' basketball scoreboard, we had some results of interest, um, including Dutchtown getting a 68-51 to win over HL Bourgeois. That was over at the Hanville Tournament. Let's see. We also had Ellen. They're getting a one-point win, 42-41 to over New Iberia. 
a much-needed win for an Ellender team that has been struggling. We had Warren Easton beat Vanderbilt 50-39. to It's the first loss of the season for Vanderbilt. E.D. White defeats Thrive Academy 41-7, to then falls to Parkview Baptist 46-40, to so the Cardinals split a pair of games there. And that is our local scoreboard for this Saturday slate of games. We'll talk about the Superdome matchups in the next segment of the show. We'll have Coach Brian Colley on to talk about that and also some high school basketball. We've got basketball galore throughout the week. You're listening to Play by Play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Do you want a free Easy Go golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985 868 0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. It's Mike to tell you for Neil Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neil Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRose, and Thibodeau. If you've never been to a Rouse's Market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings, your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties, your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Welcome back to Play by Play. In the last segment, we kind of teased that we would talk about the Superdome matchups, but didn't officially dive into it head first. Let's do that now. We go to the phone lines with South Lavouche Athletic Director Coach Brian Colley, who 
was in New Orleans for the weekend. Coach, good morning, man. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. How are you doing this, uh, this morning? Good, good. We're doing fine, man. It looked there was a lot of great football in the city. Um, let's start with the 5A game because that's the, the championship game that, well, there were a couple that involved quasi-local teams, but Destrahan gets the win on Friday night over Ruston 17-10. to The Wildcats finished the undefeated season. Uh, they rolled through our local district, rolled through the playoffs. Man, it looked like a very physical game, and as Stan and I talked about Saturday, also sloppy at times, but Destrahan comes out on top and gets a win by a touchdown and brings it home. Yeah, just, I mean, overall, great high school football game. Destrahan has a, a, a ton of talent and uh, just so well coached also. And, you know, they came, in with the, uh, came away with the victory, and they had a nice little crowd for them, and it was uh, a good atmosphere in that dome. The next game that involved a semi-local team and a team in a local district was Lutcher, who got the Division II non-select state championship, getting a 28-25 to win over North DeSoto. I did watch some of this one. I didn't watch much of the Destrahan game, but I did watch some of Lutcher North DeSoto uh, on the way to HL Bourgeois while at HL Bourgeois. Looked like there was just too much wind feel, man. Carried the ball 40-plus times when he wasn't carrying it. He was throwing it. He was the best player on the field. And Coach Kyle, I left that game wondering and, and thinking and even screaming, how in the hell does this guy not have any serious offers? That's a college-level player. He carried his team to a state championship. Yeah, without a doubt, he is a player, very special player. And from what we all understand, he's just a, a great player, but just a, a better individual. And he uh, <coughs> he showed on the field uh, uh, Saturday morning. He, he was, and look, he, when he would run the ball, he, he ran it hard. He was smooth. And when he threw the ball, well, it was on the money. Yeah, it's just crazy to think that he's not generated more significant interest. We saw some big Come from behind games, coach. Of course, the one everyone's talking about. You got St. Thomas Moore getting a 52 to 48 win over Lafayette Christian. Lafayette Christian was up by 10 with like a minute and 30 left and gave that one away. Then you also have St. Charles who came back and defeated Dunham 32 to 28. Coach, we talked about this a little bit on Saturday morning, but I'll ask you to reiterate it here to this audience here on play by play. Like to to come back like that. These are high school age kids. When you're down 10 with 90 seconds left. The average high school kid and the average high school football team would be hanging their head, would be quitting, you know, they'd be crying and lamenting what they left out on the field. None of those teams quit, man. It just goes to show the buy-in that those coaches get at that highest level to have their their kids keep competing through the full 48 minutes. Yeah, you can tell St. Thomas Moore was a well-coached team because, like you just said, there was no quitting them, and uh, they were down, and they gave themselves a chance, and. I mean, what an ending to that game. You get the onside kick, uh, bounced off the guy, and they recover it. And <clears throat> I believe it was the next play. Quarterback just throws a bomb in the end zone, double coverage, and the receiver comes away with the ball. Tremendous ending. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Then on the nightcap, kind of the main event of everything, it was a game that wasn't all that competitive. You get John Curtis kind of blowing by Brother Martin 23 to nothing. People have their different opinions of John Curtis, uh, but you can't take away from the fact that just about every year they're either in the Dome or in the conversation. It was their first state championship since 2018, and they were acting like it was the first one that they'd ever won because for them a four-year break is such an eternity, yeah. but they get back to the top and they, they beat Brother Martin and win it all. Yeah, you know, the, the, 
thing with John Curtis, again, you know, you're right. People can have their own opinions about, but they are just so well coached that when they just run that bear, run that bear, run that bear, and when they decide to throw the football, their receivers are just wide open. I mean, there's no one around them. It's just, I mean, they pick apart these defenses. They know when to throw the ball. They know who to throw it to. And uh, those receivers, I was impressed with every time they threw it. It seemed like they were just wide open. And they don't throw the whole bunch, but when they do, they make it, they make you pay for it. No doubt. Let's shift gears and talk some high school basketball because we've got a full slate this week. Our broadcast team is going to have four games this week. We've got two high school games, a couple of middle school games. We start tonight with South Lafouche against Central Lafouche. It's a whole rivalry matchup for a couple of reasons. I mean, it's cross-pass rivalry. You know, B.J. Daniels played for Central. The kids know one another, everything in between. South Lafouche is struggling, and they need a win. They've had a tough non-district schedule. They need a win. Central Lafouche is going through a transition, and they didn't play that well over at HL Bourgeois. They go 1-2. and two. They rolled past South Terrebonne, but then didn't play well the rest of the week. Um, this feels like a pretty big game. I, I feel like both of these teams kind of need this one. Talking to the folks at Central, Mr. Tom Plazon said, you know, Coach Gage Griffins, they're going to have PA tonight. They're going to be announcing when players score. Like They're trying to make it feel like a big game. It'll be a fun one tonight at 7 o'clock over in Matthews. Well, that, uh, in my opinion, that's not going to help them. They can have a PA guy announcing the scores. <laughs> yeah, there's no one on the court, in my, my opinion, that can stop Brandon Daniels. And I, I look for him to have a big night tonight. And uh, just watching the teams play, I, 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 I like the Torpens' chances tonight. He is, if my math is correct, and I think it is, he is 10 points away from 1,000 tonight. So, I mean, very I, I Nine. Nine. So Nine. very highly likely to set that benchmark. And, you know, what's even more impressive is he didn't play his ninth grade season at South Lafouche. What's even more impressive is, you know, he had a COVID year where you guys had a lot of games get canceled. And then, you know, the storm year where it was a little crazy, a little funky, not playing games at home. Just the work that he's done to get to that benchmark. People don't realize that's not including Central Lafouche points. That's 1,000 South Lafouche points. Boy, what an achievement that's going to be. Yeah, that's, that's big time. And, look, he, he can be well past that if he'd have had a, a, a full-time high school career. And uh, I just want varsity level. Like, you know, yeah, not counting his freshman years and all that. So it's just varsity. Uh, it, it is good, I think, for him to get it tonight, which uh, back at Central Lafourche where he started his uh, his playing career. So, uh, you know, I'm excited for him. And I spoke to him a little while this, uh, this morning that um, – you know, I think we're on the same page with him. I think the Tarpons can come out tonight and, and get a victory. The Tarpons will play HL Bourgeois on Friday, another game that we'll broadcast. I got to tell you, man, I saw Bourgeois early in the year when they were struggling. They're not struggling anymore. They beat up on Assumption, who played pretty well throughout the course of the week, lost a competitive game to Brother Martin, who was the best high school team I've seen all year. Then they beat up on Central Lafouche on Saturday, a Central Lafouche team that had beat up on them earlier in the year. Andrew's got his guys pulling in the same direction. Friday's going to be a big challenge. Bourgeois is young, but they're growing up very quickly. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge. And if, uh, if Bourgeois can, you know, either string in a couple of games together, uh, winning a couple of games, or if they can get themselves a little crowd in their gym, uh, they're always tough to beat in their gym. So, yeah, Friday could be a, could be a very good basketball game. Our middle school slate opens up this week. We've got LCO and Lockport on Tuesday, then Golden Medal and LCO on Thursday. And I was mentioning this 
I think maybe to Keegan. I don't remember. I think it was Keegan. Um, just how good the coaching at the middle school level is right now. You got him at LCO. You got Damien at Golden Meadow. And, you know, I'm going to forget a bunch of people, but, you know, Mark Sanders and Derek Zush and, you know, all the different coaches. Raceland's got some good coaching. Lockport's got good coaching. The Thibodeaux have good coaching. Uh, you know, E.D. White's going to be very well coached as well. Like, I feel like five, ten years ago, 15 years ago, like not picking on anybody, but it just didn't have those types of minds at the middle school level coaching basketball. Now we're in a good place, man. These high schools are going to get kids who are going to be fundamentally sound and are going to be taught things the right way. I'm looking forward to these middle school games. If for no other reason, then we're going to see some good, hungry young coaches doing what they do. Yeah, it's going to be fun, no doubt about it. And let's see uh, what teams come out with the fundamentals and not worrying about you know, running these plays here and there, just working on the, the little things that are going to win them games. So I'm, uh, I'm excited about this week's schedule uh, starting uh, with tomorrow, tomorrow evening. Tell me about, you know, you were at LCO for a long time, and obviously the instinct was always, all right, we're never going to lose to Golden Meadow. That's, you know, that's the one thing we can't have that happen. And God bless you. You guys beat them far more than they beat you. Um, but then talk about how that approach changes. Then you get to the high school, and it's like, you got to root for them both to do well at that point because, you know, that, that that's your two feeder schools. It's crazy. Like, the kids are, are raised to be such rivals with one another, and then they get to the high school and it's all together. Yeah, look, when you have an interest at heart, you're going to take uh, full advantage of it and you're going you're gonna to do what you can to uh, to win and prepare to win games. And now you, you get them all at South. It's, uh, I know Coach Brian Skidder does a good job of this, of going talk to these guys at the end of their sports season and let, you know, let them know, okay, now we're all tarpons. Now we've got to start pulling it all in the same direction. Brother, I um I got to tell you, I was thinking of you yesterday where I get home from uh, Nichols and I flip on the television and I see that San Francisco's beating Tampa like 35 to nothing. And my first instinct was, well, if the Saints would have held on and beat Tampa and then Tampa loses, <laughs> like the Saints would have been almost in first place Monday night just is the game that just won't stop giving. If New Orleans could have just won that game, they would be like a half of a game away from first in the division, but instead they're sitting in sole possession of dead last. Man, that was crazy. You know, at the end of each season, you always look back and say, okay, this game right here, you know, if we could have won just this game, what well, the Saints are going to have, I think, three or four of them. <laughs> that if we just would have won this one, that just shows you how bad of a football team they are right now. Well, and I was talking about, well, I say talking about this. I wasn't physically talking to Ralph Marlborough, but I was talking about a tweet that Ralph Marlborough made is that, you know, look at Detroit. Detroit started poorly. They're getting better. Chicago started poorly. Their offense is getting better. Washington was terrible at the beginning of the year. They're making progress. Uh, the Chargers are playing better. Um, the, the Colts had a short little spurt where they got better. They've kind of regressed. But the point is that, Good coaches sometimes have bad teams, but they make their team progress throughout the course of the year. Right now, the Saints are the same team that they are today as they were the first preseason game. And, Coach, that's the problem that I have with Dennis Allen is that I'm just not seeing anything changing. It's okay to not be good. Sean Payton had years where the team wasn't any good. But you should at least see some signs. I don't see any signs, man. Well, the, the biggest thing – I think that's happening. They didn't buy in. All these other teams that you mentioned, especially like Detroit, they bought into what their coaching staff was doing. Uh, the Saints, I don't, there's no buy-in. 
the uh, I think too many individuals. Uh, it's not a team, and I always say you got to have a good locker room, and I just don't think their locker room is, is very good under Dennis Allen's leadership. That's crazy. Last question before we let you go. Tarpon's playing Central Lafouche tonight. What are some keys to victory, bro? I, I think at Tarpon just uh, don't let the crowd uh, get to them. I, I expect Central to have a, a, a good crowd and student body, I think, uh, can come out there. I think our student body won't, won't show up in force. But just play the game and try not to do too much too early and let the game come to you. And, again, take care of the basketball. That's going to be crucial tonight for the Tarpons. Sounds like a winner. Thanks so much for the time, buddy. See you tonight. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. Yep, you too. That is Coach Brian Colley doing an excellent job, as always. Looking forward to all the games that we've got to navigate through in the next couple of days. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. Uh, let's talk some NFL next, right? We've got some NFL things that happened yesterday. I'll give you my thoughts and my opinions. Then we'll maybe talk a little college. We'll talk a little NBA. Got to talk about the Pelicans. Of course, they had a huge weekend. And then we'll get our W's and L's, then our picks. Then we're out of here. It is play-by-play on KLEB, beginning our lunchtime hour on KLEB. It's the Big Finner Sales event right now at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Bye. 
person's personified And I will drag you down and sell you out Run away Man, everybody... Everybody loves this song, which is a Chris Jericho Fozzie song. It's his entrance music in AEW. The first time that I like actually listen to the lyrics and like hear what he's telling me. It's kind of a dark song. But anyway, it's play by play on KLEB. Let's talk some NFL in this segment of the show. My and I talked about this with Coach Kali in the last segment. My overriding prevailing theme of yesterday is golly, the Saints screwed it up on Monday, man. Tampa's not good. Not good. They don't do a whole lot of anything well. And the way that the playoffs look like they're shaping up in the NFC, it looks like it'll actually be Dallas facing Tampa in the opening round. Now, granted, Dallas will have to travel to Tampa. But I welcome that matchup. Hi, damn, do I welcome that matchup. Because Tampa, they don't protect Brady. He's not willing to stay in the pocket long enough to let the receivers get down the field. Their once amazing defense is now just okay, but it's not okay enough to survive and sustain with how bad their offense is. The 49ers beat the brakes off of Tampa yesterday, 35-7. to It was not that close, and it was just a reminder that like, yo, Tampa, I know you guys won Monday and all, but y'all ain't back. Like, y'all ain't back. Y'all are not very good. Another note and another takeaway from that game is, Carolina, what are you doing? Carolina gave Christian McCaffrey away to the 49ers for next to nothing, right? Like, for some middle-round picks. McCaffrey has gotten to San Francisco, and he's changed that team around. 14 carries, 119 yards rushing yesterday. Two catches, 34 yards, two touchdowns in the game. That guy's the most valuable. And I get it, he's had some injury issues. But when he's healthy and when he's whole, like he's the most valuable running back in the NFL. He does all of the Alvin Kamara stuff better than Alvin Kamara does. He's a better in-between-the-tackles running back than Alvin Kamara is. As a receiver, he's faster. He's more slippery. He's more elusive. He could actually... Kamara's just kind of a check down receiver, right? Like you just kind of hit him in the flats and then he goes, breaks a couple tackles, gets four or five yards. McCaffrey like actually runs routes. Like he ran a dang route to the corner of the end zone and got his receiving touchdown yesterday, like a long 20, 30 yard touchdown reception. The guy's incredible. Carolina gave him away far too cheaply. And now knowing what they know about the NFC South and NFC South division that Carolina may still win, if they had him on his roster, they would probably, if they had uh, him on their roster, rather, they'd probably be in first place. They're one game back of Tampa at five and eight, Tampa six and seven. If Carolina still had Christian McCaffrey, they would probably be in first place and would have the inside track to win the division. So that was probably a mistake on their part, giving up as easily as they did. The last thing about this game, then we'll move on and kind of cherry pick some of the other games. This Brock Purdy is, is as good as Garoppolo. And it just goes to show again that when you have the system like San Francisco does and someone doesn't fit into that system like Trey Lance doesn't appear to, just move on. <laughs> just move on. Like I've now seen three 49er quarterbacks play. I saw Lance. I saw Garoppolo. I saw Purdy. 
Only one of the three didn't have success. And he's probably the most talented of the three, but it just doesn't seem to fit. Purdy was excellent yesterday. 16 of 21, 185, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Like, the way that they structure their offense, they don't want much more than just Cooper Rush, right? That's pretty much all they want. They want Cooper Rush. They want a guy who's going to throw it to the primary receiver. They want a guy who's going to be able to run a little bit when he needs to run a little bit. They want a guy who's not going to turn it over and cost you and lose you the game. And they'll just trust that if they have a good decision maker, they could scheme guys open well enough to score points and know that, hey, all right, we've got McCaffrey, we've got Debo Samuel, we've got Brandon Ayuk, we've got George Kittle, we've got Juszczyk, we've got the best players. We'll be able to scheme them open. Now, yesterday, they did lose Debo Samuel to like an ankle sprain. It looked like a severe ankle sprain. Hopefully, he gets back. That is a big weapon lost. But the 49ers beat the hell out of Tampa yesterday. That was not competitive, and they get the big win. Another takeaway from yesterday, and Truck called this on the Sports Corner a couple weeks ago, don't be surprised if the Bengals make it to the Super Bowl again. Don't be surprised if the Bengals make it to the Super Bowl again. They're 9-4 and four now after a dreadful start to the year. They're now 9-4. and four. They were 0-2 to start the year and 2-3. and three. They've now won five games in a row, and they're just beating everybody. They beat Tennessee in that stretch. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Browns yesterday. And remember, I know a lot of you guys may be rolling your eyes at, that, at the idea of beating the Browns. That was with Deshaun Watson in the lineup. So the Browns are better now than what they were earlier in the year. Joe Burrow just gets in this mode, and when it's winning time late in the year, he just decides, I I ain't losing anymore. I ain't losing anymore. We saw it at LSU. He just flips the switch, gets into different gear, and he becomes one of the best players in the league. Right now, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the world. Like, it used to just be this fun, feel-good, all we, we root for him as he went to LSU story. It's not an underdog story anymore. He's just legitimately one of the best quarterbacks in the world. And it's crazy to see. They lined up yesterday and just beat the snot out of the Browns. 23-10 to just physically mutilated the Browns. That's hard to do. Another NFL tale that I want to tell yesterday. I'm wrong about stuff a lot on this show. But boy, did I not tell you guys on Friday that the Cowboys were going to beat the Texans but that it was going to be a big struggle. That was one of my weekend predictions. I said, hey, take Houston plus 17 and a half. Ain't no way the Cowboys are covering that number. Dallas struggled. Dallas got lucky to win yesterday. 27-23. They got lucky to win yesterday. The Texans screwed some things up in the red zone. Made some mistakes. Didn't execute the way that they needed to. And that allowed the Cowboys to rally back, go down the field in the last few minutes and score with an Ezekiel Elliott touchdown run to win at 27-23. This is why you can't trust Dallas all the way when it comes to postseason time. This is why despite being 10-3, and it's hard to put a whole lot of faith and a whole lot of stock in their Super Bowl chances. Because Dak Prescott has some games where he just shows up and says, you know what? I'm going to just not be good today. (laughs) I'm going to just not be good. 
and you guys are going to have to try to win it in spite of me. For the season, Prescott has 14 touchdowns and nine interceptions. So the dude has played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games, and he's got nine interceptions. It's more than one turnover a game. And I hear people saying, oh, well, he's, he's rusty. I hear the, the excuses. I hear them. But it's gotten worse lately. The last three games. Shouldn't be any rust anymore. He's been back for a month and a half. The last three games. He's turned it over five times in three games. Against the Giants, who are not very good. I don't care what their record is. They're not very good. They're falling apart right before our eyes. Against the Colts, who are not very good. Against the Texans, who are the worst team in the NFL. Five turnovers in three games. It was a mistake giving him the big contract. The reason why I'm always so vocal when I'm talking about the Ravens and I'm hollering and I'm screaming and I'm saying, if you guys pay Lamar Jackson... $250 million guaranteed. You're going to regret it. The reason why I'm so passionate about that is because my own franchise that I'm rooting for is dealing with that right now. They have an overpaid quarterback. They have a quarterback that's not one of the best in the league that is an anchor to their salary cap that they're paying far more than what they should. I have no doubt that in the next Cowboys game, Prescott will throw for 400 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, and be excellent. But the problem is you just never know which guy you're going to get. There's no middle ground. There's no, okay, I'm going to be 21 of 29 with 270 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. There's no in-between. It's either I'm going to be outstanding or I'm going to be terrible. And it's hard to plan and predict which one you're going to get on any given day. One more NFL note, and this is a warning to the rest of the NFC. Y'all better knock Detroit out right now. The rest of the NFC. Clear message to all the teams in the NFC. San Francisco, Dallas, Philly, whoever. Y'all better see to it that the Detroit Lions don't make the playoffs. The Lions are now 6-7. and seven. They've now won five out of six after a terrible start to the year. Detroit is playing exceptionally well. They've got Jets, Panthers, Bears, Packers coming home. They might win the rest of those games. If that team gets in, with as hard as they're playing for Dan Campbell right now, with the effort that they're playing with, with the tenacity that they're playing with, they're capable of beating anybody that's going to be in the field. That includes Philly. That includes Dallas. That includes San Francisco. That includes the Vikings, who they beat yesterday, coincidentally enough. That includes whatever team you want to include there. The Lions are 6-7. and seven. They've still got a ways to go to sneak into a wild card spot. But for my dollar, they're the scariest out of just about anybody in the NFC not named Philadelphia. The scariest out. The team that if I were as a Cowboy fan, I'd tell you the Cowboys are likely going to play the Bucks, and I like that matchup. 
if I were ranking the teams that I feared the most in the NFC, I would say I wouldn't want to play the 49ers the most. I fear them the most. Then probably the Eagles, I guess, second, even though I'm not altogether a 1,000% sold, the Lions would be third. The Lions would be over Minnesota. The Lions would be over Tampa. The Commanders, Giants, Seahawks, any of that trash, the Lions would be over them all. Because a team that gets hot at the right time and that buys in and that just competes is a scary team in the NFL. And the Lions right now are beating the brakes off of people. And that's something that should worry the rest of the NFC. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, I'll talk a little college football. We'll talk some NBA. The Pelicans got some big wins. And we'll talk about that. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third-grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your State Farm agent has your back, too, through good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agent's back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Kind of some sad news out of college football that broke yesterday, and it broke really unexpectedly, is Mississippi State football coach Mike Leach is apparently in need of some prayers after reportedly suffering a massive heart attack. Um, The situation is reportedly critical, and Mike Leach is away from the team while they prepare for their bowl game on January the 2nd against Illinois. 
Zach Arnett, the defensive coordinator, is the interim head coach. Well, not officially interim head coach. They're not like replacing Mike Leach yet. Uh, but it is a situation where he's running the team while Coach Leach is uh, kind of on leave. So we certainly wish nothing but the best to Coach Leach, man. Uh, he's an interesting character. He certainly got his very colorful thoughts and opinions on different things that happen in the sport. And it was just so sudden to hear the news. Like it started out yesterday just innocently. Oh, Mike Leach is away from the team but with a health matter. You're thinking, okay, you know, he's got, you know, something, you know, whatever it may be. But then you're reading and the story develops and develops. And, you know, you're seeing reporters saying, hey, this is critical. Like this is very serious. Uh, so hopefully he's able to bounce back and recover fully from that. Um, also, college football-wise, LSU continuing to scour the portal. They've lost some guys here and there um, to the portal, to the draft, whatever it may be. They're going to be busy plugging in the pieces in the next few weeks in their high school class, plugging in the pieces in the portal, and trying to fill out their roster to the best of their ability to make up for some of the guys that they've lost. I had talked about this with Stan on Saturday is that you know, you're going to lose dudes to the portal now. That's just the way the sport is. Uh, the key is to not lose the right dudes, to not lose your foundational pieces. And I went back and I talked about this on the Saturday show, is that 24-7, which is a recruiting service, has a rankings list of the top 100 players who are in the transfer portal, and none of them are LSU players. So while, yeah, you don't want to lose guys, and the Tigers have lost a handful now, you're not losing like some of the best players in the country, right? You're losing guys who are backups and who are reserves and who are still trying to find their way. So that's good news to see as LSU tries to piece this thing together. Um, and I'm sure they'll get as many commitments as they lose uh, transfers. So Brian Kelly and his crew are trying to piece that together. Let's talk some NBA here. Um, because, again, I, I take pride in this, right? This is, this is a, a character trait about me that I take pride in is that whenever I get up here every day from 1130 to one, and I say a lot of things, some of them come to fruition. Like I said on Friday, the Cowboys are going to struggle against the Texans. It's going to be ugly. They're going to find a way to win it late, but it's not going to be pretty. They weren't in focus, blah, blah, blah. I said all that, and that came to fruition. I was very proud of that prediction. I said here also on Friday that I thought the Suns were going to beat the Pelicans. I thought that without Brandon Ingram and um, oh uh, Alabama guy, uh, Herb Jones, sorry, my mind went blank. Without those guys, I thought the Pelicans would be limited, and I thought they would struggle. And that ended up not being the case. New Orleans beats the Suns 128-117 to in the first game, beats them 129-124 to in the second game. Here are my thoughts on New Orleans right now as I've watched them in the last couple of days. They're 18-8. and They're in first place in the Western Conference. Basketball is a really funny game, and I don't mean this as like a slight, right? Because I was guilty of it. Whenever I made my weekend prediction on Friday, I said, I don't think New Orleans could beat Phoenix because Brandon Ingram's not in the lineup. But I watched both games, and here's what I like kind of took from that. I'm a 76er fan because I'm a big fan of James Harden. The 76ers have been ravaged by injury. When Joel Embiid's not in the lineup, you know right away, hey, Joel Embiid's not there. It looks different. 
it doesn't look as good. The shots that the 76ers get are not as easy. They're not as comfortable. When Harden's not there, it doesn't look the same. Harden creates so much offense for everybody else. When that's taken away, it doesn't look the same. Everything looks harder. Everything looks more difficult. As I'm watching the Pelicans this weekend, I'm I'm not missing Brandon Ingram a whole lot. And that's no disrespect to Brandon Ingram, who averages 20 points a game, five rebounds, five assists. But I'm just not missing his presence a whole lot. So here's what I think the Ingram injury has done and how in some ways I think it actually makes New Orleans more dangerous when he's not there. When Ingram's not in the lineup, Zion Williamson, who I think pretty much is, like by all accounts, is a pretty nice dude, likes to get along with people, likes to be liked. Without Ingram in the lineup and with C.J. McCollum struggling because, oh yeah, C.J. McCollum's not played well all season long, it forces Zion to just go take over the game. Like, you've got two choices, big fella. You're going to either take over the game, dominate down low, or you're going to lose. Whereas in the past, he had the option, all right, I'll let... I'll let B.I. cook for a little while. I'll let C.J. cook for a little while. And then before you know it, you've gone 10-12 possessions without Zion even touching the ball or without even being a big factor in the offense. Now everything runs through him. And basketball is a weird game in that way where I could argue that by having two alphas in the lineup in Zion and C.J. McCollum and surrounding them by with three role players, guys like Alvarado, Trey Murphy, Valanchunas, Herb Jones when he gets back, Larry Nance, Najee Marshall, Dyson Daniels. I could argue that having two alphas and three role players is a better mix than having three alphas and two role players. Because I trust that Zion and McCollum, when they're just playing without Ingram, are going to be able to score enough to offset the loss of Ingram. But when you've only got two role players in there and instead of three, it's hard to make up the hustle that you're losing. It's hard to make up the deflections and the chaos and all the the things that Alvarado does. It's hard to make up for the the corner catch and shoot of Murphy or the rebounding and the putbacks of Valanchunas or you know the the slashing cutting ability of Marshall. New Orleans is a dangerous team. If you told me right now, KCR, the Pelicans are going to win the NBA championship, I still would say no because they haven't had a deep playoff run together. But I'll concede this. They're way better than what I thought they were going to be this year, and they are in the conversation. They are a factor. They are going to be one of the teams around near the end of the season, and that's an incredible leap forward for a franchise that, look, we just wanted to see light at the end of the tunnel, right? We're there. It's the sunshine now. New Orleans is playing incredibly well, and they play with with a pace and a style that's fun to watch. Kudos to them for taking care of business and beating the Suns twice. Now they got to carry that momentum forward, and the biggest challenge for them, y'all, when they get their guys back, you got a big week coming up. You got to play Utah on the road twice. That's a tough place to play. Then you got to go back to Phoenix on Saturday. That's going to be tough. You know they're going to be hungry and angry. Then you come back home and you face the Bucs. The next four games are all going to be very challenging. When you get your guys back and Ingram's in the lineup and Herb Jones is in the lineup, can you find a chemistry and a rhythm that doesn't feel forced? Because watching New Orleans in previous years, it felt forced at times. It's okay. 
it's Ingram's turn to go and score a few. Okay, it's Zion. It's your turn. Go get us six to eight points over the next five minutes. Okay, McCollum, you cook. You go and get in the post, and we're going to get run the offense through you. There wasn't a whole lot of rhythm. There wasn't a whole lot of flow. There was a lot of ball watching, but it felt like the star players were taking turns. This weekend, there was no taking turns. Zion and McCollum worked well seamlessly together. It was smooth. It looked very pretty. And the Pelicans were highly effective doing that. If they could keep that same chemistry when they get everybody back, look out. This is a team that could be around in some of the final games of the season. And wouldn't that be something to see the New Orleans Pelicans be playing in the Western Conference Finals or whatever it may be? Wouldn't that be something? I was wrong. I was wrong. There's no way to slice it. I was wrong. I thought the Suns were going to beat New Orleans this weekend. Didn't happen. And it wasn't really like fluky either. They just lined up and beat them. They were the better team throughout both matchups, took care of business, and showed why they're first place in the Western Conference. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll hand out our W's and L's. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Do you want a free easy-go golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle and get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets check us out on facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com need our skeeter beaters now call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back buzz off mosquito control safe effective guaranteed if you've never been to a rouse's market during the holidays we'd like to officially invite you we're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties. Your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here 
at Rouse's. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Wait for this guy to get back in the ring, and reportedly it's coming up soon. It is Cody Rhodes, uh, theme music here on Play by Play. Welcome back. This is Casey Justclair here. Uh, we got our W's and L's to hand out. This is a, sh- a segment of the show that everybody looks forward to. Everybody's super happy to hear the W's and the L's. A lot of folks like to make fun of who I choose for the W's and the L's, but let's dive right into it. The first W of the weekend's gotta go to the New Orleans Pelicans. They line up and beat the Phoenix Suns twice, including a thrilling overtime win yesterday. A lot of folks were wondering just how much of a contender are the Pelicans. They answered loudly and proudly before a nice crowd at the Smoothie King Center. The Pelicans are 12-3 at home, playing super well there. Yesterday, you get 35 points from Zion Williamson. You get 29 points from C.J. McCollum. Marshall gives you 16 off the bench. Larry gives you 15 off the bench. Dyson Daniels, 11 points, 8 assists, and some good defense. So New Orleans takes care of business, defends their home floor, and beats the vaunted and now hated Phoenix Suns. Boy, New Orleans fans don't like the Phoenix Suns very much. Um, not altogether sure why that is, but anywho, doesn't, that's neither here nor there. The Pelicans took care of business, did what they had to do, established themselves as a contender and um, grab the stranglehold. You know, they showed, hey, look, we're not just some fly-by-night. Well, we're here to stay, and they get two big wins over the Phoenix Suns. And L, I I just talked up New Orleans sports. Now I got to talk down New Orleans sports. The New Orleans Saints get an L. The New Orleans Saints screwed up Monday night so bad, so bad. And seeing Tampa just get beat up on by San Francisco yesterday, if Tampa loses that game, they would be 5-8. and eight. New Orleans would be five and eight. Carolina would be five and eight. Atlanta would be five and eight. Everybody in the division would be five and eight. You would be in first place. All you had to do was just not give up two touchdowns in three minutes to a team that couldn't move the ball an inch prior to that. All you had to do was not throw a difficult pass down the seam to Taysom Hill, a guy who's not a wide receiver. All you had to do, Mark Ingram, is just not run out of bounds short of the first down. Oh, my leg hurts. I got boo-boo in my knee. Okay, that's cool. Just fall down forward. Anything but just running straight out of bounds. Anything but throwing a low percentage third and inches pass to Callaway. Anything but what you did, and you'd be in first place today. You would be in first place today if not for your team inventing a way to blow a division game against a Tampa Bay team that you outplayed for 57 minutes. You beat up on them for 57 minutes. 
but you let them land a lucky sucker punch in the last three minutes and knock you out. Shame on you, Dennis Allen. Shame on you, Mark Ingram, or whoever you want to blame, Pete Carmichael, whoever. There's no way the Saints should have been in that position. Shame on everyone involved. That team should be in first place right now, but gagged one away, and instead they're in last place and really don't have a whole lot of a path forward. A W goes to the Cincinnati Bengals. After being left for dead after the first two weeks of the season, people were saying, oh, Burrow's a one-hit wonder. Oh, Burrow, the Bengals are, are flashing the pan. Oh, they got lucky last year. They got hot at the right time. They've won five in a row. They're nine and four, and they're playing some of the best football in the entire NFL. They've beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. They've beaten the Tennessee Titans. They beat the Browns yesterday. They're playing great defense. Burrow's gotten hot, and they're the team in the AFC that no one wants to see. No one wants to see Cincinnati right now because they know when you face that hand cannon in a single elimination game, he's going to knock you out. He don't care if you're Josh Allen and Josh Allen's supposed to win. He don't care if you're Mahomes and and nobody beats Mahomes two times in a row or three times in a row. He don't care about that. He's going to line up and he's going to knock you out. Just like he did last year where they didn't even get a first round bye and they barely won their first round game. They just kept winning and winning and winning and winning. Then before you realized it, they were winning in the second half of the Super Bowl and were an inch away from winning at all. The Bengals are a team no one in the playoffs wants to see. Weekend L goes to the Seattle Seahawks. I think everybody understood for a while now that what the Seahawks were doing was a bit of a Cinderella story and that this house of cards was going to collapse eventually. Yeah, it's collapsing. They lose at home to Carolina yesterday, their third straight home loss. Uh, they're now 7-6. and six. They are falling harder than water falling down a waterfall. They're going to be done here very shortly. They've got 49ers up next. That's a loss. They've got Chiefs up next. That's a loss. So they'll be 7-8 and eight here shortly. It'll be hard-pressed for Seattle to get in, but it was a nice story while it lasted. A W goes to Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. A lot of folks are very hard on Dan Campbell, myself included. Dan Campbell's an interesting guy. Okay, let me say that differently. Dan Campbell's a weirdo. <laughs> he says crazy things. He's got interesting motivational tactics. He's not conventional. He's a weird guy. He's very quirky. He's such an offensive lineman by heart. Oh, he was a tight end when he played. He's just the stereotypical meat wagon football coach guy. And early in his tenure in Detroit, it wasn't working. They were losing games closed. They didn't know how to win. You know, they were struggling, having issues. And you could see it was affecting Dan Campbell. He was doing post-game press conferences at the beginning of the season after close losses. He's crying on the podium like he's very emotional. Now they've got it. They've won five out of six. They put it on Minnesota yesterday, 34-23. to We're unquestionably the best team on the field. Beginning of the season, their defense was a wreck. Now their defense is playing better. Throughout the course of the year, their offense has been pretty good and been pretty consistent throughout the whole year. They got Jamison Williams into the lineup. He was an early-round draft pick for them. Uh, Detroit has things trending in the right direction. And I told you their upcoming schedule just a second ago on the show, Jets, Panthers, Bears, Packers, they may win the rest of their games. If they get into the playoffs coming at you that hot, look out. Look out. Weekend W, or excuse me, the weekend L goes to my Atlanta Braves. I don't, 
frankly, I'm getting kind of fed up with the way that the Braves run their organization, right? Like Dansby Swanson and the Braves aren't even talking right now, reportedly. Um, so he's lost, going to the win. And what's going to end up happening is the same thing that happened last offseason. Last offseason, we were told by Alex Anthropoulos, we've got the money to spend. We're willing to go into the luxury tax threshold to spend it. There are no restrictions. If we get the right player, we'll get them. Blah, 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 all the lies. Freddie Freeman walks. You trade prospects away for a Sam's Choice brand Freddie Freeman in Matt Olson, a guy who does all the things that Freddie Freeman does, just not as well as Freddie Freeman does them, who bats 100 points lower. Freddie Freeman's a 330 guy. Olson's like a 240 guy who hits about the same amount of home runs, but whose OPS is about 80, 90 points lower. It's Sam's Choice version of Freddie Freeman. You got worse there and gave up prospects doing it. Same thing's going to happen. They're going to lose Dansby Swanson the free agency. They're going to patch it up by getting a guy in a trade or signing a veteran player who they'll try to convince you is as good as Dansby Swanson, but isn't. And then all the while, fans are going to still go to games, pack the stadium. The team's going to make an absolute fortune. And the ownership group, Liberty Media, is going to sit on those millions and not spend them. It's getting old. It's getting old. They let Josh Donaldson walk. Hate hindsight being 20 times. That was the right move. He was probably washed up, wasn't deserving of what he got. They've gone cheap at every corner except Charlie Martin, who some kind of way gets $25, $30 million a year to not do anything. I don't understand the hesitancy. You've got Acuna and Albies and... Um, Strider and Michael Harris all locked up to these extremely economical deals. You're robbing those guys. Why not splurge a little bit and spend some of that money that you made? A W goes to the Philadelphia Eagles, who uh, just played beautifully yesterday. I thought that they were going to struggle to throw the ball in New York because that's a difficult place to throw the ball. There's a big wind field out there. It's a tough place to throw. They, uh, they lined up and just said, all right, no biggie. If we if we struggle to throw, we'll just run it down your throat. They had 253 yards rushing, dominated a New York Giants team that looked overmatched from the start. The Eagles score 48 points, roll past a divisional opponent. The NFL, you don't often see blowouts. The Eagles are making them routine. They're going to be a whale. They're going to be a boat to take down in the postseason in the NFC. And I'm over here all year long talking about how I think the AFC's got the big edge. If the Eagles play their game, the AFC is a better conference, but the Eagles might be the best team in the entire NFL. L goes to Tua Tagovailoa. Tua was terrible last night. Absolutely terrible. He was 10 of 28 passing against a Chargers secondary that had three starters out of the lineup. This is why I can't put stock in Miami because I think Miami's got a good young coach and I think he's getting the most out of their guys. Tua has these games where he just decides to hell with it. I'm just not going to play good. I'm going to just be terrible today. He was 10 of 28 passing. When you've got Tyreek Hill, Jalen uh, Waddell, Cedric Wilson, Raheem Mozart, uh, Jeff Wilson, Mike Gusecki, when you've got all those weapons, like if you just line up in the shotgun and just throw the ball up in the air, 
you should complete more than 10 of 28. The only credit he gets is that he didn't turn over the ball. That's that's a plus. Um, but barely 30%. Uh, probably be doing a little better, bit better than that. Brock Purdy gets a W. He was incredible for all the reasons that we talked about earlier in the show. He's a rookie, not scared, making all the throws, managing that offense, making the right decisions for a 49er team. I just love the way that they play. They're so physical. They're so hard fought. I love watching the 49ers play. Brock Purdy gets a W. And L goes to Matt Canada and the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Just when you think they're turning the corner offensively a little bit, they remind you of how far they've got to go yet. Um, uh, Trubisky yesterday played in relief of Kenny Pickett. Trubisky throws three interceptions, was not good. They can't run the ball. They haven't been able to get Najee Harris involved really all year long. I don't know what it is. Like, if you're an offensive coordinator and you can't get Najee Harris involved, something's wrong. He could run it. He could catch it. He should be a big focal point of your offense. But the Steelers really have struggled to get him going. Matt Canada gets an L. A W goes to the LSU men's basketball team. The Tigers trailed by 20 points over the weekend against Wake Forest but found a way to rally all the way back and get a big, big non-conference win for Matt McMahon and his team. Um, LSU basketball, look, the MO in Coach Matt McMahon, and, and I was told this right when he got the job, as I was kind of handing around and talking to some people in Baton Rouge, like, tell me about Coach McMahon. He doesn't have a lot of the Will Wade stuff in him, but they meant that as a compliment. Will Wade couldn't coach for beans, right? He just was an innovator at getting the best talent, rolling the ball on the floor. Hey, let's go play some AAU basketball. Y'all do what y'all want. I'll call timeouts every once in a while, but I'll always have enough talent for us to be successful. McMahon has some of those recruiting qualities, and he's a good recruiter, and he, you know, he's charismatic and all that stuff, but he's also the tactician. He manages the game so much better than what Wade did in Baton Rouge. The Tigers are 8-1, and one, and if not for, frankly, playing a game against Kansas State in some faraway island in a gym that was the size of a high school gym where they couldn't execute the clock properly, the Tigers would maybe be 9-0. and oh, Completely revamped roster. You're getting a win over an ACC school, Wake Forest team that, you know, they're not going to go to the Final Four, right? But they were 7-2 and two coming in. They were playing good basketball coming in. They had beaten Georgia earlier this year. They had beaten... Wisconsin earlier this year. So Wake Forest wasn't a complete pushover, right? To beat them and come from behind against them. That's an excellent win for LSU basketball. Our last weekend, L goes to the New York football teams. The Jets and Giants both kind of wee-wee down their leg yesterday. We told you about the Giants. The Jets have every opportunity to beat the Bills yesterday, play great defense. They just can't score. Just can't score. Continued theme, can't move the ball. And the last one, a W goes to Justin Herbert. I was watching last night <laughs> thinking to myself, um, if the rumors are true and Sean Payton is interested in San Diego, I say San Diego, in Los Angeles and coaching the Chargers, if Sean Payton is interested in, in being part of that organization, Justin Herbert's going to break every single record in the NFL record books. He was 39 of 51 last night, 363, or excuse me, 367 yards passing, a touchdown, no interceptions, making plays with his legs when he needed to, 39 completions, making every throw, strong throws, accurate throws. Sean was getting like 52, 5,300 yards a year out of Drew Brees 
in a 16-game season. And that's knowing that even at his peak, Drew was never the most proficient deep ball thrower. Drew had some zip in his early days. I'm not trying to say anything negative, but he ain't got the arm that this guy got. If Sean Payton works with this guy and executes his offense, his New Orleans Saints offense, with Justin Herbert and the ta- the the physical tools that he has, Herbert's going to throw for 6,000 yards. 6,000 yards in a season. Think about it. You guys are probably rolling your eyes. What? Sitting there. Think about it. He's getting 52, 5,300 yards with Drew Brees in 16 games. He's got an extra game with Justin Herbert. He's going to get a 6,000-yard season out of this dude. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He's going to get a 6,000-yard season out of Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert has played 45 games. He's already got 13,000 yards passing, 90 touchdowns. He's 24. This dude, where, like, you know what's crazy? Is that right? Peyton Manning was like the statistical wizard of his era, right? He was the guy who would throw for a thousand, you know, touchdowns a year. I'm saying a thousand, I'm exaggerating, but he would have the big 50 and 55 touchdown seasons and he would break the records. And, but Brady was always kind of the guy who would win. I feel like Herbert's going to be the Peyton Manning of this era, the guy who sets all the individual stuff. And I think Burrow and Allen are going to be the Brady of this era and the guy who will win all the games. And I'm over here forgetting about Mahomes, who's kind of in between all of them. Imagine how fun it's going to be for the next decade to watch the AFC be sorted out when you've got Josh Allen in the AFC East, you've got Joe Burrow in the AFC North, you've got Mahomes with the Chiefs, you got Herbert with the Chargers. Like, good luck ever making the Super Bowl. Sorry, I had to pause the mics. I had to sneeze. Good luck ever making the Super Bowl. As you've got to go through, and I didn't even mention Lamar Jackson. I didn't even mention Trevor Lawrence, who could develop into that. The AFC is absolute murderer's row. It's crazy, the quarterback talent that exists in that conference. Didn't even mention Tua, who's... I think a head case, but is playing well this season with the exception of yesterday. Let's catch a break when we get back. Betting picks, then we're out of here. It's been a fun Monday show, and we'll wrap it up after this break on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's the Big Finner sales event right now at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Celebrating 75 years in business, 
Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Fence RV to experience a Top 50 Dealer, or visit us at FenceRV.com. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe, and Thibodeau. I think Brian Colley, for his time, he was our only calling guest. Um, tomorrow we'll have Stan for our Terrible General Tuesday. Start talking to some of these basketball coaches, maybe even slide a little soccer in as well as we wrap up the show. Um, let's get you our betting picks and then we'll get out of here. Today's NBA slate is, is tough. They've got they've got the games handicapped pretty well today. I'll give you Boston minus three and a half over the Clippers. I think Boston's the best team in the NBA, and they lost their last game, which leads me to believe that won't happen two times in a row. So I'll give you Boston over the Clippers, who, I don't know, I can't figure them out. Kawhi Leonard doesn't look like he wants to be there half the time. Paul George is hit or miss. The Clippers are just kind of uh, staying, treading water, I guess is the right phrase to use. So give me... Um, the the Celtics to get the win there. Um, I like over 227.5 for the Nets and the Wizards. Durant, Kyrie, all those guys with the Nets, I think that they'll score. The Wizards usually kind of just play to the pace of their opponent. Uh, if the opponent wants to play fast, they'll play fast. If the opponent wants to slow it down, they'll slow it down. They usually don't have a good handle on dictating pace. So I think that the Nets, who like to push the ball, will be successful in doing that. So give me the Nets to uh, to carry that game over. 
<clears throat> tonight, Monday Night Football. Um, let's see. Give me under 227.5 passing yards for Mac Jones. It's been a grind for Mac Jones, man. He's not very good. He's just kind of um, treading water. Again, is a good phrase to use. Just kind of trying to survive the year. He's got a defensive coordinator calling his plays for him. That's a mess. Um, I think that he'll struggle as he struggled throughout the course of the year. And then I'll also like the New England money line. I think New England's going to win the game, minus 130. Money line, I don't trust the two and a half points, uh, but I do trust the money line. I think New England's going to get the win. Let's thank our sponsors one more time, then we'll bow out on this Monday. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Monday. I want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Neil Small Engine, Dufresne Building Materials, got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. That's it for me, you guys. Tomorrow, Terrible and General Tuesday, we'll be chatting with Stan, getting a rundown on all the high school scores tonight. A reminder, tonight at about, oh, 7 o'clock, 645, 650, something like that. You know, actually, probably closer to 7, but the opening tip will be probably 715-ish. But somewhere in that area, we're going to be giving you high school basketball. The Tarpons will be taking on the Trojans out at Central Lafouche. If you can't make the trip, by all means, please listen on the radio. Please support our broadcast coverage. But if you do have a little time, go support those boys, man. And, and bring a Walkman, bring a radio, listen to the game while there. Uh, but go support those boys. You should see some Tarpon history tonight. Brandon Daniels should get 1,000 points. He's nine points shy. Uh, but go watch those guys, and uh, hopefully they could get a road win and hopefully to be a well-played game between two pretty good teams. That's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to Play by Play. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day.